0: episode we'll be talking about iron maiden the number of the beast in this room i have rob ben
1: not a number i'm a free man
0: (laughs) solange
2: information
0: (laughs) and on the line i have kyle not some crazy dream The Number of the Beast is the third studio album by English heavy metal band, Iron Maiden. It was released on the 22nd of March, 1982 in the UK by EMI Records and in the US by Harvest and Capitol Records. The producer was Martin Birch and the genre is heavy metal. I'm going to read from the book, Alexander Millis. Iron Maiden were already established frontrunners of British heavy metal when they released 1981's rapturously received Killers. But after singer Paul D'Anato's self-destructive behavior necessitated his abrupt replacement with Samson frontman Bruce Dickinson in 1982, it seemed likely that the number of the beast would be a postscript on the band's success. Not so, with the unrelenting gallop of instant classics such as Run to the Hills and the unabashed escapism of the album's title track, spearheaded by Dickinson's soaring vocal theatrics would send the album straight to the top of the British charts, breach the U.S. top 40, and place the band on the brink of global superstardom. Predictably, some longtime fans would reject Dickinson's presence, one writing to the U.K.'s Melody Maker magazine, complaining that it was like hearing his favorite songs played through an air-raid siren. The din of disapproval would soon fade, but the nickname has remained playfully attached to Dickinson since. The real controversy came when Christian activists in America, already fueled by the bat biting antics of Ozzy Osbourne and suspicious of the album's title track, mired the band in accusations of Satanism. That the song was, in fact, inspired by bassist Steve Harris's nightmares and quoted the Book of Revelations did little to, claim, to calm matters. And Derek Riggs' demonic cover art did not help. But such passing notoriety would soon be eclipsed by the endless string of globe-trotting tours by the band, who, through perhaps unaware of it at the time, had authored one of the greatest heavy metal albums of all time. What do we think of Iron Maiden, The Number of the Beast? Tread lightly, friends. You are on fucking hallowed goddamn ground. (laughs) Ooh, nice. Classic. Storm
3: Cold classic. Holy...
1: Fucking shit. Hollywood name.
0: Yeah. This comes out hot and continues throughout the entire album. As never. A, it won't stop. It, won't it stop. doesn't stop. It
3: does not stop. It never stops. I mean, we, we covered, uh, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, and we went into a pretty long, like, yeah, I get it, but does it make sense to have like this one as opposed to two of the Dickinson Iron Maidens in here? Right. Um, and uh, here, here we are, sitting with uh, Dickinson's first, like, outing. One that he apparently had a lot of writing credit on, but couldn't contractually put his name on anything because of the lawsuits from uh, Samson. You're still legally mm-hmm. entwined yep. with Samson. So, uh, it kicks off with a fucking rad tune and never...
2: Yeah, that, you know, I'm I would, I would, not like super into this, but I did think Invaders was really a good song. That song does rock. I would say it rocks in, entirely. And then, you know, there, there are things about this album that I think are really f- interesting, even though it's not like I'm definitely not at the level that you people are at. But <laughs> Invaders is a you good song.
4: You people? <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I meant it like that. I meant it like that, yeah.
4: So. I, I think what's funny about this record is how kind of dorky it is.
2: Yes. Thank you for saying oh, that. That's what kind yes. of turns me off is it's so dorky. But Children Broke, of the you're Damned. Dorky. Sounds, I, yeah, I know, man. I get it. I know. I Children in the of the Damned sounds
4: like super mysterious. It's about the 60s sci fi movies. The Prisoner is about a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, Not
2: a TV show. The TV show. Get it right.
4: But <laughs> we, we can come back to this. So on. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it keeps going. Uh, Number of the Beast is about 1978. Damien Omen 2.
2: Those yeah. lyrics are so good.
4: Omen 2? Omen
2: 2. Wait. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I, I thought it was about the first
3: one.
4: Nope.
1: No. Wow. Omen two. <laughs> That's oh a flex.
2: I knew these dudes were like <laughs> nerds, and that was kind of what I like. I did I was excited to listen to this album. Don't be wrong. And Kyle, you're Um, analysis has made it much deeper than I connected with it before because I knew these guys were massive fucking nerds and I'm like, I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued by like wanting to write a song about Omen Mm 2. But like, man, the number of the beast, those lyrics are fucking goofy. Like, I was listening to it and I'm like, this song is pretty awesome but I can't deal with like 666 six, six, the number of the beast satan <laughs> and i'm oh, like bro so we get you it and, you and my mom
3: hell and uh, fire were sworn to be released
2: Maybe i think you and your mom and i for different reasons though <laughs> <laughs>
4: heard a number of the beast that was the first time i learned that the song was anti-satan
1: yeah i was like oh we're trying to, they're trying to try to stop the beast Whoa. hey uh hey other sun pumps remember when we covered number of the beast yeah
4: i remember when all of our friends
3: failed us
1: yeah Specifically, DP.
3: DP and they uh, both DPS. Who's the other DP? Sorry, sorry, Z, Z, DP? Z, ZP and DP. Oh yeah. All of our friends failed us. We
1: we worked up the n- n- no one no one in the band could sing Number of the Beast. Nope. So we just worked up the instrumental version of it, and we had friends who agreed to join us on stage and sing along.
3: Guess who
1: dropped the ball? It was our friend. It was our friend. It was Guys, our I rewatched the video.
4: I think it was us.
1: Oh. Mm. I feel pretty confident that was fine.
4: Mm,
0: no.
1: I... D- <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it was
0: us. I don't know if you can cover Iron Maiden very well. I mean, they're a very difficult band. Unless it's the Iron Maidens. Th- I've the seen them. The female cover band of Iron Maiden. I've oh, seen which them is twice, twice at the Mercury
1: Ballroom. Yes? And they... Slay.
0: Yeah. I bet Coke Dares could. I don't know though. I mean that that shout is no, it's awesome. is one of the best shouts I've ever heard. Apparently he was frustrated. The, the number of the beat shout? Yes. The in, at the I end
1: thought, of the intro?
4: Yeah, apparently they were they were doing uh that song in the studio and they had to do the intro over and over again. Mhm. And um Bruce Dickinson just got frustrated and apparently he just shrieked like uh he wasn't like playing that to any kind of music. He just <laughs> what
2: Whoa! like yeah! he got mad he's, he's, he, holds it too. he holds it for such a long time because i was listening and yeah. i was like it's, it's like a, a spinal top he's like come back it's like yeah and i was like is that still him Jeez. yep wow.
4: that was a hell of frustration
0: yeah i think that it's it's only been maybe i think since the who's won't Get Fooled Again. Like, yeah. that yeah. was the new, like, to be oh, yeah. how of... It's so good. Uh, it's so good. It is, yeah. It's wonderful. And the... Man, the guitar playing on this album. So good. The whole band, but the dueling guitars is what solidifies it for me. Especially yeah, it's with awesome. Iron Maiden. I mean, you have the vocalists and then those dueling guitars, which came out of... Then Lizzie, then Lizzie, then Judas Priest, mm-hmm. but Judas Priest had kind of gone down the like more, I don't know, commercially accessible a little bit at this time. They were starting to wind down a little bit in the eyes of you know like metal fans, and so <laughs> Iron Maiden was taking that mantle.
3: No, the, for, for, for for the British invasion, yes,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't grow up a, a metalhead. I didn't have an older sibling. Uh, I think that people our age, a lot of the people that did have an older sibling grew up knowing more metal. I didn't know metal until uh, I didn't listen to metal until I went to to college and met some of y'all. And Iron Maiden was the, I think, the first metal band that just really got its hooks in me. And I think it's because they didn't sound anything like I expected them to. I th- expected metal just to sound just like like raw and, and, and Iron Maiden's so triumphant mm-hmm. like every guitar line could have been like a medieval fanfare mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Iron Maiden is like I I, I thought that like I uh, that, like heavy metal was supposed to be for like angry people but Iron Maiden makes me so happy
0: right, right. can,
3: can I know? can I piggyback on on Please. the thing that you just said uh I didn't listen to Iron Maiden I had an older brother he mm-hmm. introduced me to uh some bands that we' talking about a later um, but he specifically avoided bands with operatic voices because I'm not going to quote exactly what he said but because it's Uh-oh. unfortunate um but <laughs> uh, but yeah he uh he he equated it to uh like he didn't like that effeminate uh, vocal hey, work okay. yes
4: Rob did he did he say that? Well, he had that Braveheart poster hanging over his bed. Like uh, in the yeah,
3: and, and uh, that uh, that like sword. <laughs> he, had the he had a sword. The Braveheart poster and the uh, the 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 three funerals uh, over whatever like uh, poster <laughs> on his wall. It was it was unfortunate. Um, I I I was exposed to Metallica, Death Leopard, Uh, Queensryche, uh Somehow Queensryche made it. I don't quite get that. Um, and uh, what? fucking uh, Reich also has operatic vocals. Just why? Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah uh, and uh, like yeah. So Megadeth, whatever. Uh, but specifically, it was le- left out. Uh, a big chunk was left out. So I. I come up in my years, I don't know Iron Maiden from whomever, and I do all the fucking post-punky shit with Kyle. And then I come to a party at Ben Bussel's house, and fucking you and Adam were playing fucking Number of the Beast on the porch. And I... That was probably right when I got into it. I went what the fuck? <laughs> Why was I not listening to this the entire fucking time of my life? Like it, yeah. it blew my fucking mind. You guys blew my mind. Oh. Um, and yeah, that, that that's when I got into fucking Iron Maiden was like, I, I was 20, 22, 23, like uh, on a fucking like porch party.
4: I was going to say, Rob, I think we discovered Iron Maiden at the same time, but separately because I was at a house party when I was hanging out with Emily and she went to Butler and these two metal dudes were like, you like Iron Maiden. And I was like, is that a hair metal band? And then they played it, and I think it was this record. God. like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hair,
3: like the, the, the entire concept of hair, like I could equate this with hair metal? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. A disservice was done to me by my brother. Birch, I believe that your brother did not do that disservice to you. No,
0: he didn't. He liked Iron Maiden. I mean, it, it's just good music. It's technical, and yeah, it's so triumphant. I mean we're we're, yes. we're we're listening to yes yeah, so, songs about the prisoner
2: they make just, that dorky ass show everything. very cool. They do, the which don't get me wrong. I think it's cool, but that's me and Ben did say I, mean, I was
0: the, a dork. These guys are obsessed <laughs> with things like Doctor oh. Who, and oh, I, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. the fact that we're in
1: this basement makes us dorks. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs>
2: and I, yeah, my mom and my dad are like, "What are those guys like that you record with?" And I'm like, uh, "Dorks." Uh, so you don't know, just you know you know you don't need to know. Salons um, regale
3: watch. me with tales of the prisoner. Please. Oh my
2: god, I wrote a fucking paragraph.
0: <laughs> the prisoner.
2: I just really love that show so much. I never get to talk about it with anyone. My dad is the only one who will talk about it with me, and then he doesn't even want to talk about it. He's like, "Oh, I mean, I, you know, I I got what I got out of it," okay? And I'm like, I mean, there's so much we could talk about. Anyway, the song is like truly about the TV show if you look at the lyrics. Yep. Like, um, it's all about how He's uh, because like in the prisoner, like they ever actually say he's a secret agent. It's just like heavily implied. But like the fact that he refers to like him being X'd out of like the black book, him constantly trying to like break through the walls and survive and escape the village. And what I thought was really cool when I read about the song is there's a bridge to another song on their 1984 album, which is called Back in the Village. Back in the Village. We we, we know Back in the Village. Well, I just I I. Well, this is really dorky, but uh, I was going to posit this to the listeners, but now I know Rob has watched The Prisoner, and I was wondering if like, since this song is all about him trying to escape the village and, you know, asserting his dominance as a free man, would Back in the Village be a callback to like a, two specific episodes in mind to me, which is Chimes of Big Ben, where he escapes the village with the spy, and it turns out they haven't actually escaped the village at all, or Many Happy Returns, where he fucking, I can't believe he does is he gets in the goddamn jet and he's like that's about a village right there and then the guy's like be seeing you and then shoots his ass out of the plane and oh my god you guys won't believe where he ends up at in the fucking village is he back in the village he's back in the village
4: is he being chased by a giant balloon Yes. (laughs)
2: Well, that's Rover. And honestly, I think Rover's kind of creepy. I think Rover's kind of creepy. And you can do with that what you will and make fun of me because it's a fucking balloon. But I think Rover's kind of creepy. Rover's completely
3: creepy. And uh, Kyle and I are going to say the exact same thing right now. It's like the reason why that we even saw the prisoner was because of the David Lindenloff- uh, fucking Lost. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Oh, actually, yeah. I watched The Prisoner. Oh, there was also um, a Simpsons reference. There was the Simpsons the, episode, but there's the specific one where they go to Mr. Burns' house and Rover comes out and like gets them. And I thought it was so like weird and creepy. My dad's like, that's a show. You guys want to watch it? <laughs> and that's how I got The Prisoner. So my dad thought an eight-year-old would like The Prisoner. <laughs>
3: yeah, the uh, the uh, the analogy, or a, a, a lot of comparisons were drawn to the first couple of seasons of Lost and The Prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then it was re released on uh DVD and Blu ray, and I was like, okay. And then I watched it, I was like,
2: huh, that's yeah. Unfortunately, up. Ian has told me if I like The Prisoner, I would like Doctor Who, and I'm like, don't fucking ever say that. You don't fucking
3: love story. Doctor Who, you dum dumb. I don't
2: like, no, get I don't. Out, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I you mis- misheard me. I don't like Doctor Who.
4: Oh, you love Doctor
2: No, I don't.
4: Are we talking about Iron Maiden? Yeah, we we are talking about Iron Maiden. Yeah, let's get back on it. All
2: right,
3: so uh, we we are now on 22 22, Kidia Avenue, and it's still the best-running joke about sex work in... uh,
1: It's part two of a three-part series. sure is. Yeah, the the four-part series about
4: Charlotte the Harlot. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my God, what a name. Well, the the song Charlotte the Harlot is on their self-titled album, which we also covered.
2: Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Mm -hmm.
3: And and now here we are. It uh, hasn't aired yet. Oh. They're, they're they're giving you the exact address that you yes, can go hang is where out you with can Charlotte. Charlotte,
2: can you like re- repeat? No, I'm kidding. It's 22 Acacia Avenue. Write that down. Yes. Yeah.
4: What do we what do we think about rock bands that write sequels?
1: Honestly, like I think Unforgiven that's cool. So well, yeah.
4: I don't
3: like, I like Unforgiven them. Two guy. <laughs> Why are you gonna fucking come out of the gate with that?
2: Mike Oldfield does this all the time. That's my, a first. Mike Oldfield loves to his sequel. sequels. You know, I'm a down for a good sequel. I'm like, if you do it right, do it right again.
4: Uh, the, I, the, Operation the tra- Mindcrime 2.
1: The Trashman.
2: Uh. <laughs> oh, Sir. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it?
1: Follow the to Surfing Bird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what
2: about Tone Lock, Wild Thing, and Funky Cold Medina? Are those sequels? I
3: think those are just like That's
2: just, two, that's just two hits.
3: Yeah.
4: What about We're, Twist again?
0: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, it is pretty good. That's a good. sequel. Yeah. yeah.
1: album um i love this album enough that so shortly uh rob if you first listened to this album on the front porch of second and park with adam and i wasn't
3: second and park it was the um uh, the spot up like when kyle and i were living on 15th and walnut was you, it 12th and grant 12th and grant yeah
1: okay okay so the, that,
3: the shooting of bb guns at frat boys down the street oh uh, yeah
1: era. yeah okay yeah i remember that
4: oh rob when you shot that nurse
2: Oh, my God.
3: That was a different
0: style. <laughs> Shot
4: a nurse, bro.
3: She was a nurse in training. <laughs> she screamed, how could you?
1: I'm a nurse. <laughs> but that was, uh, Adam and I were working on our oh, mustache.
3: I, I was aiming for that kid with the acoustic guitar <laughs> that would hang out on the roof and, and play horrible shit across the street from us. I'm sorry she got hit, but that was just fucking... How could you? The, <laughs> that was crossfire. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, Ben. Go. Uh, uh, uh,
1: th- a- a- Adam and I were working on our mustache project at that point, and we were ripping off anyone that uh, that we, uh, we 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 just want we want to make like the rock album of rock albums. And among many many other bands that we've covered, we straight up just lifted the entire bridge from Run to the Hills.
4: Like... That driving that train?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's just in between like the last verse and the last chorus of driving that train. It, we just like cut and paste the run to the hills bridge. <laughs> and in, fun, <laughs> and, and, and,
3: yeah, and uh Jason, who is supposed to be on this evening, uh did the same thing for the Coke Dares uh uh theme song part two. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they, they fucking they absolutely lifted. Hollowed ha- Be Thy Name. Yeah. Yeah.
1: By the way, how would Be Thy Name is my favorite track on this album, and also my favorite Iron Maiden song.
0: I was going to say it's a standout track and it probably. I love it. it. it, It's a seven minute. It's a closer of their sets. That feels like uh, three minutes to me.
1: It does not feel like seven minutes. It does not.
0: No. Uh, I do have to mention Zach Depew was very excited when we saw Iron Maiden. I guess it's two years ago now because (laughs) it was like one of two tours he saw them previously that they did not play how would be thy name oh, <laughs> and he had seen them maybe once or twice before but obviously uh how would be thy name was you know he never got to see it in concert
4: yeah that, that... that was my first time seeing iron maiden and i think that was the last concert i've seen was that legacy of the beast tour yeah uh i, th- I can't remember if it was legacy or the one after it they were like promoting like a, a phone game or something like a iron maiden app
0: Makes sense. Yeah, they did that. They've done a video game. Um, I want to
2: know more about those two things.
0: They've done a couple. Th- I mean, they...
2: Like, what does that mean?
0: Uh, one of them was uh, Eddie, their mascot, running through and...
2: Is that him? Yep. This is Eddie.
0: That's Eddie, who's on all the, is you know... Is there
2: lore?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, there's... Oh, yeah. the Lore. Have you noticed that... Damn it. Uh, Am I going to get
2: into this band I don't like? So, so, yeah. Quick, quick into side into this- yeah. tangent.
1: The album cover is Eddie, who is... You, Playing the puppet to the devil, who is playing the puppet to a smaller Eddie. I
2: hate this band.
1: So who's actually so who's so who's in
4: control?
3: Who is number one? Who is
1: number <laughs> <the> one?
2: <laughs> number one's himself. Okay, guys. I hate this band.
1: Did you notice no. that in, in the singles for this album, in the order the singles released, the the album art? uh Birch, you're gonna have to have to help me with the guy's name. Uh, the album art. Who's always been Iron Maiden's dude? It, up it, through the early '90s. Up through the early '90s, documents a battle between Eddie and Satan. It's like, like so. There's a cover where he's like, the, he's like the puppet master of Satan, who's the puppet master of Eddie. And then there's like one. I think it's one for like Run to the Hills, where they're like facing off on the single cover. And then like the single cover for Number of the Beast is Eddie just holding Satan's head. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie won. Really, uh, Derek Riggs.
0: Oh, yeah. Derek Riggs is Derek the, Riggs, is the yeah. artist um, from the '80s and the '90s.
2: So the the video game was him, mm-hmm. and what was it like a platformer? Or...
0: No, it was yeah, kind of. It's like a third person. Uh, you just run around, and and you and there's different there's different elements from different songs. Let's talk about them in wow. concert too.
1: Oh, and Eddie's there
0: because Wait, what? oh, it's fucking amazing. Oh, and Eddie made
1: shows
3: up in their, concert. Their live shows are. Fucking bananas. Just, good. Oh my God. Oh my God.
0: Just let's name a few things uh, from uh, from the that, show. That show. Yeah. There was like a plane that flew onto the stage what? in the first track. <laughs> During. Like Ace, a little plane? Ace is is high is high? No. Ace is I high. A full scale track one. airplane that was hanging above them, swaying back and forth.
1: Oh, I feel like Shalange, you should know. Bruce Dickinson, the frontman for Iron Maiden at this point, is a trained pilot, and and when they are on tour, their airplane is Eddie 1... Sick.
2: And on days off, he flies them to their shows. That's so fucking okay. That's God, also, I don't like the, this band. Oh, get dude. Them start listening.
3: It's the launch. Like <laughs> there, just Google or uh, go into YouTube and uh, put in uh, Bruce Dickinson like uh, flight uh,
2: simulator.
3: Th- no, not flight simulator. <laughs> but, play, but, by the like, way.
2: But, but like
3: but like in flight training, there's an entire thing of Bruce Dickinson being like the in flight trainer and being like, and these are where the exits are, and like all that shit. It's fucking amazing. I really to this one. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's a thing, there, there, the the plane flies on stage. I didn't see the Legacy of Be- Beast tour. I only saw it on uh, the, uh, whatever, the fucking record that came out in, like, uh, 95 was. It, or, sorry, 85. Oh, my God. 2015. Yep. And it was awesome. But, uh, like, my my experience was, like, a, a jungle setting and, like, mm-hmm. a fucking, like, big-ass, <laughs> like, uh, Eddie. How tall like, is Eddie?
1: Is yeah, 10 feet tall?
3: He's at least 10 feet tall, walking around, ripping his own heart out. Oh, yeah. Fucking cool as shit. Bruce Dickinson old as fuck. Spry as a fucking like whatever. Just <laughs> sprinting the entire time. Sprint launch. I can't explain to you enough. Kyle, you know it. Birch, you know I'm it. He's
4: running around with a little saber. Fucking what?
3: Sprinting <laughs> oh, up God. and down these fucking like two story like planks singing these songs <laughs> live. Just like emoting the entire time. Full running, like marathon years type old. shit. Yep. So
2: is Eddie After like
3: a... lung cancer! <laughs> oh.
2: Is Eddie like a puppet at the shows or is it like He's a He's all different things.
0: Track? Oh, okay. Yeah. He is everything. He one it's multimedia thing. Yeah. Oh, most, that's cool. Sometimes he is, you know, like, but they always have someone like on stilts, like in a costume that's like. You can like,
1: see him huge. in the music video for Number of the Beast. At the yeah. very end, it's footage of their live show for this tour. And yeah, like, it. Ten foot tall Eddie walks out and say like one of the things like the eye hole for the person is probably in Eddie's chest, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's just big ol Eddie's towering over the band like.
0: Yep, it's so cool. I it's fucking, that I'm going to get it. Oh, you. it's uh, cool I shit. Don't even like Also, a flight of Icarus. Do you remember that one, Kyle? Yes, I do. Uh, he's wearing a full winged suit, so it has oh like god. angel wings, and he has. Oh my god! Not one. But two flamethrowers that come out of his wrist that spray flames throughout like, the audience like
3: Rammstein,
0: like Rammstein, but, yes,
3: but like Rammstein, but pre
0: Rammstein,
1: yeah, like, okay. So yeah. he's
0: so it's he amazed, can spray man. them over the crowd, his flamethrowers, while he's holding a, a microphone <laughs> in one it's hand. Fucking rad,
3: um, <laughs> jumping ship on the uh the stage show, which is amazing because you're a dork. You'll you'll fucking love this shit. I
2: looked in the mirror today.
3: They, in the mid-aughts, were booking their tours specifically off of what countries were illegally downloading their stuff.
2: That's so cool. Because they figured, like,
3: hey... If all these motherfuckers in Brazil are downloading our stuff, we're gonna sell a whole bunch of tickets. And they fucking booked the entire thing based off of that. They were the That's first awesome. band to like like post that weird like Metallica bullshit. Like they yeah. they they were the first ones to like well, this is actually pretty good, like
1: this is good
3: data a, a, indication of like yeah. where yeah, we should be going. It is good
2: data. It and
3: is. Yeah. Fucking this, brilliant! Uh,
2: this song mm. does fuck too. This oh, is run to the hills. Run the hills! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wrote, uh, I wrote ooh uh, uh, a protest song. Fabulous! Oh, I mean, uh, 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 like you that.
3: mean uh, critical race theory? <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I have to leave. I'm offended. Um, <laughs> it strikes again. Uh, no, the song is really good for real though, and oh, I it's so yeah, good. I actually listened to the lyrics this time, and I was like, oh,
3: oh yeah, it's it yeah, it's it, it's brutal. Uh, also, uh, and uh, just. Steve Harris's like fingers on the song, the 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 bass line is like one of the uh-huh. fastest things like ever put down. Like boom, 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 bass player of yep. this
1: band writes all the music and lyrics. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. This was his. So baby. strangely, his solo stuff's not great. No, his solo hmm. stuff. Which sucks. is weird. Yeah. Because he writes everything for like one of my favorite metal bands.
2: <laughs> Maybe he needs the other people to kind of you know yeah help. Yeah. help
0: I mean, bit. those guitar licks are.
2: They're pretty sick. The Invaders ones are nice good. Still. This one's good.
0: They're, they're pretty sick. I was I had forgotten how good the soloing is on Gangland. Oh Dude. man! Like
1: Gangland. You <laughs> you
0: friends. always think of Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, and How Would Be the Name, or you know. Actually, this this album really comes into.
1: There's not a bad.
0: song. No, there's not a bad song <laughs> on here, but I really think it somehow gets better. As it goes on, yeah, almost. Dude, like, right next to
3: Gangland, uh, I, I just wrote, that fucking solo is so smooth. <laughs> yeah.
4: Because <laughs> it is. Did you guys the, hear the, about the... Uh, Gangland versus Total Eclipse? Uh-uh. No.
1: What's that mean? I did hear that, Kyle. Go for it.
4: Yeah, um, they wrote Gangland, and they had a song called Total Eclipse, and they needed a, a B-side for Run to the Hills. So uh, they put Total Eclipse on the B-side, and they put Gangland on the record. And apparently, everybody in the band regrets it. I guess they all think "Total Eclipse" is yeah, way they, better. They,
1: they wanted "Total Eclipse" on the album and "Gangland" as the B side. I, yeah. I, I haven't heard "Total Eclipse." It,
4: I just "Total Eclipse" slaps. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good, but
1: dude, those drums at the beginning of "Gangland" though—I
4: don't. Yeah, they're both great songs. Really, I know. Put them both on.
1: Yeah, I, I read the same thing. On. Kyle Steve, Steve Harris was like, "Yeah, the album could have been better." <laughs> 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 like, dude, like this is. One of the best albums of the genre.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to. Yeah, it would be hard to decide.
4: Did you know? For a number of the Beast, they wanted to get a uh, Vincent Price to do the intro, but he was too expensive. Oh,
1: that you got to pay that Michael Jackson money in. in but in, didn't in Michael trade.
0: Jackson
4: like stiff him a
0: little bit? No, he paid him. Uh, I think he would either get royalties or he would get the straight cut, and he took the straight cut. Now I, I believe it was like twenty thousand or twenty
1: thousand. It, I think is what he charged.
0: 20 or... It was like 20 30000 Yeah. yeah. Maybe then, I know Vincent uh,
4: Price died salty about it. And then... <laughs> he, died, he
1: died salty about not taking the... The, uh, the royalties. The, the, the percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's his choice. He should have died salty about not being able to be the voice at the beginning of Number of the Beast. Christopher Lee would have done it.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
3: well, he would have. That would have been sick. Who did
1: do it? A uh, British actor, Brian something. I'm sorry, I didn't write it down.
2: Is it... It's fine. Um, yeah. The guy from... Super
1: troopers? Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. He's no, like, no I don't I don't know. Oh no, it's not no. Brian Cox. That's what I thought. It's not Brian Cox. <laughs> but that would have been cool.
3: <sighs> Friends, uh can I uh It's
1: Brian Clusane.
3: Re- can I read you a
0: uh,
3: <laughs> long form uh, of Barry uh, Clayton, sorry.
1: Be- sorry, Barry Clayton.
3: Barry Clayton. Yes. Can I can I read you a long form of uh the Rolling Stone review for this that came out in nineteen eighty whatever? Please. This is a hot take by uh, a young uh, JD Considine. Mm-hmm. Although Iron Maiden's *The Number of the Beast* isn't dreadfully bland, as the <laughs> ra- isn't isn't as dreadfully bland as the Rainbow LP, it comes yeah. uncomfortably close. Unlike the band's previous efforts, which retained much of the blues uh, kick of early heavy metal. The number of the beast uh, pursues a slicker, more up-to-date sound with mixed results. Regrettably, the the focus has shifted away from Dave Murray and Adrian Smith's guitars, which it hasn't. It has not. Uh, And much of the album is in the hands of the rhythm section, the guy who started the band. And wrote the songs. And wrote the songs. (laughs) Um, And newly acquired singer Bruce Dickinson. Despite an occasional flash of inspiration, like the driving rift that fuels Run to the Hills, the number of the beast blusters along aimlessly, proving again that bad music is hell.
1: Man, some people are oh. 2.5 stars. Some people are just joyless. <laughs> just joyless.
4: Yeah, I feel it's, bad for that guy.
1: So, yeah, so this album doesn't throw back to the blues as much as <laughs> other metal albums did, but that's why this is the new wave of British heavy metal. Right. It doesn't need to throw back to the blues like Blue Cheer did.
3: I didn't look up what Rainbow LP had come out of this time. I kind of wanted to listen to that just to see if it fucking sucked. Because I don't dislike Rainbow. No, Rainbow's good. Well, but if
1: he hated this, it probably doesn't sell.
0: Yeah, you you bring up an interesting, interesting point about metal in this era of the second, you know, wave of British heavy metal. Having Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, it presents operatic singing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: because before, you know, it's Ozzy, and Ozzy's yeah. doing his best, but he, he, let's,
1: he's doing his thing. But it's not opera.
0: Yeah, let's be let's be real. These are our powerful singers, um, and then that sort of dueling guitar. Gallop, um, that is not based on blues riffs, right? It is, it is, scale is not based on, um, on the blues 12 bar blues, babysitting blues, whatever you want to say. The baby, baby, babysitting babysitting uh, blues. So, this ushers in the new that this is metal. This is this personifies now metal. It's no longer a baby
1: of the blues, it's its own thing,
0: exactly. Yes, and so that's, I mean, Solange, I think that. You were saying, ah, I don't know if I'm into metal. I, I had the same experience and we'll probably get to it when we talk about Slayer or, or something like that. My wife had the exact same experience. And I'm not trying to say you'll have a similar revelation. Uh, but she was like, yeah, metal, whatever. She went to Carmel. She'd see the metal bands like Pan. they were trying to rip off Pantera or right. all those other bands, Tool or whatever. Mm. We saw Slayer live Because it's Slayer and it's fucking fucking awesome. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, it's opera! (laughs) It's like (laughs) fucking opera taken to the extreme, right? Like everyone's playing a character. They have big sets. Everything's exaggerated, and it's like everyone's there to have a good time and enjoy themselves with this like." Experience. It's like how much do you slay? How fast do you play? You know how much it, can you pull? Can you pull this off? <laughs>
2: well, how like, much
0: can, can you, you pull slay? this off? Indeed. Well, the you play knowledge D? I now
2: possess of the lore and of the stage show does <laughs> change my opinion of Iron Maiden because I did not realize that the per, this person on the front. It, I'm such a Eddie. fucking dad. This person on the front here, uh, <laughs> like, is a you know, creature that is integral to their mythology as a band. He's on
1: if not every album cover, almost every album cover. I think he's on every one. I don't know if he's on is every Is he a ghoul or a
4: creature? What is he?
0: But it's yes. almost I thought every. it was a
2: skeleton. Because <laughs> I was about to ask he's like how does thing. Eddie become a skeleton? Kind of
1: like the Crypt Keeper, he's his own thing.
0: Mm. Yeah. They they sort of like he becomes whatever the album needs. Right, in, needs in the
1: Trooper, he's a soldier. Oh. Uh, I don't know what, uh, he's some sort of horned beast on your t-shirt there, Bur- Birch. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow, he really but it's, went but, through but, a... you,
1: but you can tell it's still Eddie.
4: Mm. Yeah.
1: You've got to look at the eyes and the A nose. man of
2: many talents. Yeah.
1: yeah.
4: Is he a bagul?
2: Is he a golem? He's a gabagool. Oh, Is he a
4: gabagool?
3: <laughs> baba uh, Yeah, it, it fucking destroys
4: man. Uh, does anybody have a favorite Iron Maiden record? This one is my favorite. Uh, power Slave close second. Yeah. I'm a Power Slave
1: dude.
3: Yeah, it's, it's between Power Slave and Seven Son of the Seven Son. It's a good one too.
0: It's hard not to say this one because it it's like when we're talking about you know.
3: Oh fucking Somewhere in Time, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in Time. Yeah.
2: There's
0: like the three best ones. Oh yeah, yeah. It. I was going to say, when it's Black Sabbath and you kind of have to be like, well, Paranoid is like, everything builds upon something, you know, in like this record. Yeah, so it's Sabbath 4 and you're like... Dude, oh. Black
1: Sabbath 4. Holy shit. I thought I thought Paranoid until I heard 4. Uh, I was like, oh Yeah. Shit. Oh man. Oh man.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, Kyle, I I
4: don't I can't pin it down. I love I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you, man. Um yeah, Power Slave, Caught Somewhere in Time, and this record, I think, are the three essentials. I mean, I guess for me. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's let's just, I'll just say those three. They're all a tie for number one.
1: Birch, during your uh write-up at the beginning, you talked about how uh, they had that bad fan review of Bruce Dickinson sounding like an air raid mm-hmm. and that he kind of jokingly took the moniker. Mm-hmm. I'm holding a copy of of the LP right now. I'd never really paid that much attention to the, the to the insert, but he's credited as Bruce Air Raid Dickinson. <laughs> yep.
0: That's
1: cute. Did I get Or Air raid siren Dickinson?
0: Yeah.
3: I, I I don't know if I went into uh like uh Live After Death is like one of my favorite of their their mm-hmm. live records. Oh dude. Um yeah. Did I did I tell you about when I went to the flea off market and I found a copy of it? No. And, okay. Yeah. So I I, I go to this uh, little like flea off market down or flea market thing we have down here in Louisville. Uh, it's and off I, of Market Street. It was it was originally off Market Street. It was where I found the record. Yeah. Um, and I get the record like five bucks. Cool money exchange, take it home and like open it up and like inside like when I pull out the uh, like the sleeve, this fucking like sheet of stamps falls out and it's. All Nazi Olympic stamps. Oh, oh
4: shit! <laughs> yikes. Oh. I thought
3: it you were going to say it was Yeah, terrible. <laughs> but like it, it was somebody's like uh, that was their stash. That that was that. This is yeah. where I put my Nazi Olympic stamps. Big yikes! What did you do with the stamps?
2: <laughs>
1: oh, I don't God. know what
3: to do with them. I still have them. Uh. Do I throw them away? Send them,
1: them to the Holocaust Museum. Yeah, give them to a museum. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, duh. <laughs>
3: Sorry. Yeah, uh, no, I, I that, 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 that's exactly where they're going now, because I, I'm still holding on to dumb Nazi stamps and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Dude, so it, you it's, have it's live Nazi stamps
4: like stashed in your house?
3: I have Nazi stamps on a like stamp collectors like card of all of their like Olympic stuff.
1: What what? It's not stashed they, in my house, Kyle. What is that? Nineteen thirty. It's
3: also yes. Yeah, so there's Swazis all over. No, no, the no,
2: I meant I meant like, is it uh the Berlin one where they were like, yeah, bring the African Americans. it's over. exactly oh, what it is. Oh, that's so fucking cringe. That's exactly blah. what it is. blah Send it to the Holocaust Museum. Is, sure
1: is Live it After goes. Death the uh, the album where it has the live version of Fear of the Dark? Yeah. Where Fear of the dark, of the you the dark. and the crowd's like fear of the dark. He's like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's like some of the best crowd interplay ever.
2: I'm gonna listen to this band. That okay? was
3: con- that, that was consistently the sump pump tours. Like <laughs> when you when you joined up, like yeah. that was our riding to the venues was listening to Iron Maiden and. uh Oh, fuck! What was the other one? The
4: uh, We listened
3: to a lot of sass tracks. A lot of Manowar. If you're not oh, into metal,
4: you are
1: not my friend. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> heavy <and> metal. <laughs> no, this, song, this
1: song is Wimps metal. and posers, uh, leave, the, leave hall. the hall. Oh, you you enjoying
3: <laughs> Halabey? That name?
1: Yeah, I'm listening to it now. The, the song shreds. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna listen to this
3: band. <laughs> it's, okay. In, in live, this shit gets so rowdy. Yeah, I got, I
2: got plenty of time yeah. on drive to Vegas. So this,
0: is, this is also uh Bruce would say this. How be that name is the perfect song to present during during a concert because they have a big gallows and they like turn the lights <laughs> down and there's candles in the back. The whole and he's, like, song is just, he's telling, telling the story. story. Yeah, and he's like presenting it as as if you know you're watching a play or something, but in the meantime, you know. People are ri- yeah. shredding like, the, on guitars. Yeah, the, the,
1: the lyrics are, are an inmate waiting for death. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah.
3: My favorite uh, Iron Maiden story uh, comes second or third hand from Adam Turlow. On the, uh, the Clutch was opening for Maiden. <laughs> clutch is hanging out backstage after they play. Bruce Dickinson comes running behind the stage, big giant stage production. <laughs> and so like the, 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 the backstage, like behind the curtain, like there's just a, uh, like, like the a, stacks of amps. The, and stuff. Yeah. There's like, there's like a card table. And on that card table, there are two boxes of Kleenex. Bruce Dickinson comes running back and he's jogging in place. He's listening to what the band's doing and right hand takes out a Kleenex. Left hand takes out a Kleenex, and in time, wipes behind his ears, just like, whoop, and then throws the Kleenexes to the side, dances around, like, in front of the thing. Kleenex, Kleenex, wipe, whoop, dances <laughs> around. Kleenex, Kleenex, wipe, whoop, and,
1: uh... That's his process. That's the man's the, process. That the,
3: Like, just the 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 trickle of sweat behind the ears is is, yeah. is, is the thing. And, uh... <laughs> so, cl- one of the sitting back there, like going the fuck, <laughs> and uh, and again, this is this is a game of telephone here. According to uh, Adam, the uh, uh, someone from the uh, the the band's management notices the uh, the staring of the Clutch guys, and uh, Clutch was no longer on the tour the <gasps> following oh, day no. <laughs> because oh. they saw Bruce Dickinson's secret.
1: They paid too Kleenex much attention <laughs> to his Kleenex. Uh, his yeah. His CX regimen. <laughs> I, 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 the
3: veracity of the claim doesn't matter. I love the story.
1: Yeah,
3: amazing. What do we think of this album? This I... album is perfect. <laughs> I love it so much. I, on the very top, like I just wrote,
2: it's beautiful.
0: With an exclamation point. So goddamn me. good. Don't
2: listen to the band, you guys. It's listen really good. Do it
0: more. Uh, are we all on the positive? Well, no, well, I'm glad. Yeah. so no, we should Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, total positive for me. Th- this is a th- this is a lifer record for me. Yeah,
1: this album I think introduced me to to heavy metal, which I'm now a fan of, and I would absolutely recommend. If there's if there's anyone out there that's not just not that into like you know like '80s heavy metal, I think that
2: I'm right here.
1: <laughs> I think I, I well I think that this album is a great entryway. I think there's enough pop hooks. I think that the production's slick. And this band is just on fire the entire time. There's plenty of hooks to hang your hat on. There's plenty of stuff to fall in love with on this record yeah. is what I feel like. Yeah.
4: yeah, I think this is a great entry level record. So get this album and then get a tattoo of this album.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Solange. They talk about the prisoner. That's a, that's pretty cool in my book. Uh, I didn't realize <laughs> that Number of the Beast is about fucking Omen 2, which will haunt me forever now. <laughs> Maybe I just need to listen to it more because I'm listening to it now and I'm like, okay, like this is actually like better than I. So maybe I just need to listen to it more. Realizing that there is lore and mythology uh, does intrigue me because I love things that have a universe and lore and mythology. So, yeah, I would probably go with positive, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, y'all have convinced me. So I'll give them more of a listen, especially because they like all sorts of dumb, stupid shit that I, a dork as I've been reminded today, also like.
1: Is our enthusiasm
2: contagious? And you guys just called me a dork like multiple times. I called and you a dork once. I, I I said you guys, meaning the plural, <laughs> second person.
0: Oh, yous guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ustedes, ustedes.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, total positive. I mean, there's nothing bad about it's brilliant this album it's such tight guitar playing and bruce is a welcome addition to the band i think he completely elevated the the sort of
1: let's touch on that
0: element that they were going for and i think he carried carried them into a new era of iron maiden I do like the old singer for yeah. a, a bit of rawness. Man,
3: Paul Diano yeah. had had a lot going for him. And the only reason why he isn't
1: on this record is because he got fucking too hooked on Speed. Yeah. Best new singer debut, Number of the Beast or Back in Black? Excuse me.
2: Ooh,
1: that's a... Right? Ooh,
3: that's a rough that's one. That's a pickle, man. I would, I would say Dickinson, honestly. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, it... They are so... Like, uh, fucking Steve, uh, what's Harris. His, Steve Harris, he had such a vision starting like from the mid 70s, and like, this is the culmination of that mm-hmm. vision. Like, he had been working on this thing, and no one sounded like Iron Maiden. Yep, no one still sounds like Iron Maiden. They, that was a singular vision that was like realized, um, even like w- with the Like killers and uh, the the self-titled, but like specifically, like it just fucking like yeah, this it blew it up, man. Yeah. Um,
0: All right. Next time we'll be talking about Duran Duran Rio.